HabitShare is an app that I use every day. If you're not using HabitShare, go ahead and install it, iOS or Android. It's free. It's one of my go-to favorite apps that I use to create and track habits each day that you just read on your phone on HabitShare that basically say your self-talk statements. And what that's going to do is that's going to train the positive voice inside your head, the neutral voice inside your head, and you're going to be feeding the positive and the neutral and starving the negative, which is what we want to try to do. Full disclosure, HabitShare is not a financial supporter of this podcast, but it's a great app that I use daily, and I just want to share it with you. Now on to today's episode. This episode is especially dedicated to Ben Bergeron. This is the Resilience Podcast 353. I'm Cecil Ledesma recording live from Austin, Texas. It's so beautiful here. It's Thursday, June 2nd. Malcolm Gladwell, in his book, Outliers, makes a compelling case for what he calls the 10,000-hour rule. That is, that you need 10,000 hours of practice to become world-class at anything. His 10,000-hour rule is based on a study that took place at the Berlin Elite Academy of Music in the 1990s. With the help of academy professors, they divided the school's violinists into three groups. The first group were the stars, the students with the potential to become world-class soloists. The second group, those judged to be merely good. The third group were students who were unlikely to ever play professionally and who intended to be music teachers in the public school system. All, all of the violinists were then asked the same question over the course of your entire career. Ever since you first picked up the violin, how many hours have you practiced? Everyone from all three groups started playing at roughly the same age, around five, five years old. In those first few years, everyone practiced roughly the same amount, two to three hours a week. But when the students who would end up the best in their class began to practice more than everyone else, six hours a week by age nine, eight hours a week by age 12, 16 hours a week by age 14, and up and up until by the age of 20, they were practicing well over 30 hours a week. In fact, by the age of 20, the elite performers had each totaled 10,000 hours of practice. By contrast, the merely good students had totaled 8,000 hours, and future music teachers had totaled just over 4,000 hours. The emerging picture from these studies is that 10,000 hours of practice is required to achieve the level of mastery associated with being a world-class expert in anything. Study after study of composers, basketball players, fiction writers, ice skaters, concert pianists, chess players, master criminals, 
what have you. This number comes up again and again, over and over. Of course, this doesn't address why some people get more out of their practice sessions than others do. But no one has yet found a case in which true world-class expertise was accomplished in less time. It seems that it takes the brain this long to assimilate all that is required and needed to achieve true mastery. The 10,000-hour rule, however, misses an important nuance. Extensive experience is necessary to reach very high levels of performance. Extensive experience does not invariably lead to expert levels of achievement. In other words, just accruing 10,000 hours at something will not make you world-class. For example, personally, I've been driving for more than 30 years, but I'm no more qualified to be a Formula One driver than my next-door neighbor. There's nothing magical about 10,000 hours. The magic lies in how these hours are spent. You need a particular kind of practice, what psychologists call deliberate practice, to develop expertise. When most people practice, they focus on the things they already know how to do. This is so important. Listen to me. Deliberate practice is different. It involves stepping outside your comfort zone and trying activities beyond your current abilities. It entails considerable, specific, and sustained efforts to do something you cannot do well or even at all. Only by working at what you cannot do that you turn into the expert you want to become. Deliberate practice can be characterized by four key elements. One, it's designed specifically to improve performance. Two, it's repeated a lot. Three, feedback on results is continuously available. And four, it is highly demanding mentally and not necessarily or particularly enjoyable because it means you're focusing on improving areas in your performance that are not satisfactory. The requirement this is fascinating when you think about the requirement for concentration is what sets deliberate practice apart from both mindless routine performance and playful engagement. My takeaway, while hard work is instrumental to success, it's simply not enough. Obviously, the CrossFit Games does not hand out medals based on who spent the most time in the gym. You simply don't win the CrossFit Games logging more hours in the gym than all the other women. You win the games because of the quality of those hours that you put in. Maximize every minute of every day. The great ones don't just go through the motions because at the elite level, it's not enough just to show up. If the goal is to get better every single day, you have to make every moment you're practicing the best you're possibly capable of. 
right now, in this minute, in these 60 seconds, what is it you should be doing to maximize your capabilities, maximize your results? Right now, should you be warming up? Are you moving through your warm-up with the most attention, the most care and effort that you can bring to it? Right now, should you be training? Are you giving your training your all? Should you be recovering, eating, sleeping? Are you giving each minute the respect that it deserves? Every minute of your day is a building block that goes toward creating your success, your measure of excellence. Every minute deserves your utmost attention and commitment. This kind of deliberate practice is the difference between wildly successful people and everyone else. And yet deliberate practice is so uncommonly rare the average person does not practice like this, much less sustain it over a 10-year period. Why not? Because it's hard. Becoming world-class at something takes on extraordinary amount of effort. Gladwell illustrates this. It takes a minimum of 10 years of practice before you can expect to start achieving at an elite level. Along the way, you have to practice like you're possessed. To the extreme. The kind of deliberate practice that leads to success takes a level of commitment, dedication, patience, focus, grit, and resilience that is impossible without an essential ingredient. Passion. And this is what I want for you. Don't just focus on the things you already know how to do. There's a certain comfort level when you do that. Try activities beyond your current abilities only by working at what you can't do that you turn into the expert you want to become. We can do hard things. Remember this. Let's get to work from the Resilience Podcast. Thank you for listening. See you real soon. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener, I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at CecilLedesma. Peace.